in other ways through the redundancy and the bureaucracy and the politics and the disengagement of people and the turnover, all these things that cause the tax to go up and the cost to go higher and higher. And yet it's not always labeled as a trust tax, but the reality is it is. It's just a matter of being able to see beneath the surface and call things what they really are. And you'll see that the economics of trust play out in every organization. Looking at the roles of various managers within an organization, I'd be curious to know what's the role of the chief executive officer. Many of them would say that they have no involvement in creating a culture of trust. It happens all at the lower levels. How does the CEO impact the issue of trust? The CEO can be the primary driver of trust and is, whether they maybe know it or not. It's not something that they really can delegate. It's not someone else's responsibility, it's theirs. But it's also the responsibility of every leader within a company. But ideally, if you get your CEO to understand this and buy into it, that they are the model for the culture of trust or distrust, that makes a profound difference. Let me just illustrate. There was a CEO of a company one time that took his company public and he told his team and the other shareholders around him, don't sell any stock because we want to stabilize the stock price. He turned around and sold some stock. Now he justified it because he only sold a minuscule portion of what he owned. But this was after he communicated, let's not sell any stock. Now his justification didn't fly with people. The question is, what kind of culture do they have there really? And it's led at the top. When the CEO now says, here's our strategy, are people going to believe him? Do they trust him? In this case, no, they'd already seen their answer. He said he was going to do something and told everyone else to do that. And then he himself didn't walk the talk. So the CEO absolutely leads it. But at the same time, we shouldn't see ourselves as powerless. If the CEO in our company is not leading the way, it'd be easy to point the finger and blame and say, hey, it's a low trust culture and it'll remain low trust forever until the CEO gets on board. And there's some merit to that. The flip side is, though, every individual can do an extraordinary job at creating trust within their own circle of influence, whatever that is, and become a catalyst for trust and can create an island of excellence in a sea of mediocrity, an island of great trust in a sea of distrust, and in doing that become an extraordinary, credible influence in an entire company. And I've seen it happen. I've seen people in the middle or even at the bottom that have influenced the entire organization and helped build a culture of trust, starting where they could with themselves, with their relationships, with their own team, and then gaining more and more influence with other people as they move out. What are the specific behaviors that we can do that will help to build this culture of trust or at least build trust between us and those that we work with? Here's a simple process for building trust. We always start with self-trust, and that's our own credibility. Credibility comes from the Latin term credere, which means to believe. So credibility literally means believability. So we focus on our own believability, our own credibility first, and that's integrity, truthfulness, and congruence, doing what we say we're going to do and doing what we say we value. It also refers to intent our motive, our agenda, and the intent that builds trust with people and makes you credible is if people believe that you are acting in their best interest. If they believe that and sense that about you, they'll tend to trust you. But if they don't, if they think that you're acting in your own best interest and not for the others that you're serving, they'll tend not to trust you. They'll withhold the trust and you'll be less credible in their eyes. So your intent matters, your motive matters a great deal. They also look at your capabilities. 
These are your talents, your skills, your knowledge that enable you then to be deserving of the trust that people place in you because you're current, you're relevant. And then finally, people look at your track record, your results. They look at your past performance, your current performance, because they're projecting upon you future performance. So those four things, integrity, intent, capabilities, and results, make you credible. So that's step one, credibility, through those four areas. Step two, then, is behavior, consistent behavior, observable behavior. And the whole idea now is that building on a foundation of credibility, which is the foundation of trust, you now need to behave in ways with other people that build trust, to interact in the ways that will grow it and avoid those behaviors that diminish it. And we've identified in the Speed of Trust book 13 behaviors common to high trust leaders, high trust people everywhere. And these are things such as talking straight, creating transparency.